We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. And Tim, let's go back to that first quarter. I, I have not seen many playoff performances that good. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the Clippers came out and, and just kind of picked up where they left off the other night. Um, thought their their focus, the way they guarded, their physicality, all that stuff has definitely flipped from game one and two. And it's all square, man. We got ourselves a, a best of three. And the thing you got to hope for, like you said, David, is Mike Conley comes back quick. And if he doesn't, do they have answers? I'm not sure they do. Um, I, I like the way they fought in the second half. But um, I just think, you know, the reason they are where they are is because they got a little bit from everybody. And, and it's running dry a little bit. I mean, uh, kind of like the end of the year, as, as they were waiting for Donovan and Mike to come back, everybody started to kind of wear out. That's kind of what I'm seeing a little bit from, uh, from a bunch of different guys. Thought it was a positive they at least moved the ball a little bit in the second half, right? That was a big problem in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah I think I mean, the big thing was they, they, they Donovan started penetrating, and, and that created the ball movement. Yeah, it was definitely more downhill, more attacking, and that's always a good thing for the Jazz. I think that's what pressure and switching and, and denying, you know, you get pushed out further on the floor, and they finally just kind of, drove the ball back and, and found some good results. Like you, like Jake said, they had six assists at the half. They end up with 19, so a much better ball movement, and I think that's always a good barometer with this team. Well, 2-2. Two, two. So, what were you impressed with, with the, the Clippers, especially, you know, their defense? I just think, like I said, their physicality. You know, I think it's completely changed. And I think the, the physicality and the way they're guarding has changed the series. Um, you know, Donovan's, Donovan's still scoring, but he's making hard shots. And, and everybody else is just kind of being held, you know, under control. So um, definitely credit to Ty Lue and his staff because I think the, the changes he made kind of tinkered a little bit. Um, some things didn't work, but I think he's found offensive, defensive scheme that really work. And, and David's pointed it out, you know, well, for the most part, Donovan's the only one that could probably get to the rim. Um, I think um, Clarkson goes side to side more so than horizontal. I mean, straight, straight line to the basket. So Donovan's ability to penetrate is definitely going to be a key here in, in game five for him because once he started doing that, then things started to open up a little bit. But totally, totally agree, Ron. Yeah. That's the Clipper team that they dreamed of when they put it together, and it just played like it. And quite frankly, what you've team. been talking about all year, David. I mean, that's the Clipper team that, uh, you know, the way they're built and those two stars that are playing. But then the, the, the lifts they're getting from all the other guys have been great, too. Yeah. And statistically, if you went through it and took away the kind of players that played this year that weren't going to play in the playoffs. They were the best team in the Western Conference. Hard to argue. Brooklyn's, like hard, Brooklyn's hard to analyze because they played so few minutes together as a group. So I, I left it to the West. But that, they, they were the best team in the West when you start to limit down rotations. All right, guys, travel safe. We'll see you on Wednesday.
Thanks, guys. Thank you. 118 to 104 is your final series now, tied up at two games apiece. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They fall tonight to the Clippers, one eighteen to one hundred four. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacoma, coach. Jazz outscored thirty to thirteen in the first quarter and really never recovered from there. The Clippers came out playing their best basketball and really didn't look back. No, they didn't. Uh, I think we talked about it at halftime. I think the Jazz did at least have some positives to talk about. Uh, kept that Clipper team to. Um, 26 and 24 points in the third and fourth quarters. That's a win. I mean, that's some positive stuff that you can kind of travel, um, come back with with uh, some ideas of maybe some things you did in that second half, slow them down. Uh, and then I thought the Jazz kept competing and fighting, and, and that's, the, that's definitely something you want to see. Donovan finished the night with 37 points on 9 of 26 shooting. It's his sixth consecutive 30-point game, tying the franchise record, I believe, with, uh, with uh, Carl Malone. He was 6 of 15 from 3, 13 of 15 uh, from the line. Joe Ingles had uh, 19. Bogdanovich had 18. But uh, Locke mentioned this, not hardly any help off the bench whatsoever, only 11 total bench points. And one of those, by the way, was Jarrell Brandley. Yeah, when when Jordan gets eight points, it's going to be rough no matter what. And uh, with Mike you know, out and you're really kind of counting on some of those guys coming in uh, off the bench, George Niang, another uh, zero tonight. And so you just, you know, this is this is where you see kind of the, uh, I guess, the, the little remnants of, you know, guys having to play more minutes and, and play, uh, you know, time to, to make up for Mike. And I think that, that, like we saw at the end of the year, the Jazz are just running a little bit thin on guys right now. And then uh, for the Clippers, um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both had 31. Marcus Morris Sr. had 24. But once again, they just had no answer for Kawhi and Paul George when matched up one-on-one. I, we mentioned this at half, too, but... You know, the, the Kawhi Leonard dunk on Derek Favors is going to get all of the run, you know, the Sports Center top 10 and all that stuff. And Derek is going to, oh, he ended up on a poster. Royce was, Royce O'Neal got beat. There was no screen. He just got flat out beat uh, and beat badly. And so, you know, it, it was that all night long again. And that's the, the real difficulty with ISO, and particularly where they're ISOing Kawhi. When you put somebody right on the nail, you remember Dirk Nowitzki, they used to put yeah. him right in that spot. It's impossible to double there. And you saw a couple of times where, you know, Rudy came from the corner and it was an easy kick to Batum for a three. Um, you know, the Jazz have got some things they've got to work out. Give credit to the Clippers. They really executed, uh, I thought, their their focus and determination and physicality really kind of flipped this series after the Jazz got a 2-0 lead. It, it did feel that way. I mean, those were two fairly one-sided affairs there in L.A. And, you know... It, We'll talk a lot about the Jazz, and they didn't play great tonight, obviously, but uh, give the Clippers a lot of credit. Seriously, Ty Lue figured some stuff out in those first two games when they lost, and now he's got he's got some stuff out there that it's tough for the Jazz to uh, adjust to. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, because there was a lot of criticism of Ty Lue early in the series, like, why are you playing all these lineups that have never played together, and why are you doing all these different things so quickly? But I think that's the nature of a series. You've got to get a pretty good feel early on what's going to work, what's not. And then, you know, he just kept tweaking and trying, and, and I think they've really kind of settled in offensively and defensively on a plan uh, that really is giving the Jazz fits. 
All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Wednesday night, game number five, back here in Salt Lake. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz fall tonight in L.A. to the Clippers, 118-104, to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight in L.A. to the Clippers, 118-104. to Playoff series now tied up at two games apiece. We'll get uh, some sound from Coach Snyder coming up here momentarily. But let's take a look at your, excuse me, sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 42.9% from the field. They were 40.5% from three, 17 of 42. Uh, They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 37 points. He had five assists and five boards. Joe Ingles, 19 points, three assists, three rebounds tonight. Uh, Bogdanovich had 18, five assists, three boards. Rudy, 11 points, eight rebounds, uh, one block shot for Rudy. Jordan Clarkson had eight coming in off the bench. Royce O'Neal had eight for the Clippers. Uh, they had another stellar shooting night, though not quite as good as uh, game number three. They shot 46.8% from the field, 40.5% from three. They were 15 of 37 from three. Uh, considering they were in above 50 at halftime, certainly the second half was better for the Jazz. But 31 apiece for Kawhi and Paul George, 24 for Marcus Morris uh, Sr. Uh, let's see, uh, Luke Kennard had eight coming in off the bench. Uh, Zubats also had uh, eight coming in off the bench. So we talked a ton about uh, Kawhi and Paul George. I think they've they've definitely found their groove. They're playing really well. But uh, Morris Morris was really kind of the X factor tonight. Seven for eight from three. Um, or excuse me, five for six from three. That that's so hard to to deal with when you're you've got those two guys that are playing at such a high level, um, you know. And then you bring guys over and they kick out, and and Morris does you like that. It's a really difficult spot right now that the Jazz are in, and um, you got to credit you know all the Clipper guys who have really stepped up and, and played well and played good basketball. Um, you know the Jazz are they're 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 right in the thick of a big time series right now. Yeah, two, two. against a really good team. Very good That's team. That's playing really well and has a, a really great game plan that is uh, picking apart the Utah Jazz right now. And they've found a way to neutralize Rudy, or at least, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Coach, neutralize Rudy a little bit on both ends of the floor and then make it really difficult for Donovan Mitchell, who, again, had a, you know, had a really nice game tonight, but making it hard for the Jazz to get into their team concepts. I'll tell you what's crazy is you look at a number. So the Jazz spend about 14, almost 15% of the time this year in transition. Uh, tonight, they were under 10%. They were in transition wow. only 9% of the time. Again, that speaks to not being able to get any stops, you know, get out and run. Um, so the Clippers really have, this plan's really affecting all of the things the Jazz do really well. Uh, and so uh, you just got to try to find something to build on. I think that second half could hopefully help, you know, the downhill drives, the aggressive play, and then I thought the Jazz just hustled a little better, were a little better defensively in the second half. 
in addition to the transition numbers, they had zero fast break points tonight. Outscored 12-0 in the fast break. So just not that's not sustainable. <laughs> the Jazz no. need to get those early baskets. We've seen it all year long. It's really kind of what sets them apart from other teams, and they're yeah. just not getting out there at all. It's how they've won games this it's year. How they won games. Yeah. Little it's, spurts. Yep. Uh, let's uh, while we're waiting for Coach Snyder, let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Points in the paint tonight, even thirty two apiece for the Jazz and the Clippers. It's always been an interesting stat to me. Um, you know, I, I think that the uh, the Clippers did a nice job of really attacking the Jazz in the spots that hurt tonight. Um, direct line drives, getting to the basket and then kickouts for threes. And uh, the Jazz make 17 threes tonight. The Clippers make uh, 15 threes, 15 to 37 for the Clippers, a 40.5%. It's Well, the, the three ball, interestingly enough, I don't think was the Jazz issue in these two games that they lost. I mean, it hasn't been, you know, go out there and, and win by the three, but certainly tonight 17 to 42 is, is enough to win a ball game. Well, they, they made 19 in the first game. Right. So they made 36 in those two games. And that's where that little X factor getting out early and getting some easy baskets. That's the thing they're really missing. They're not getting easy baskets right now at all. It Everything's a challenge. Easy. Yeah, everything looks hard out Even there. Even Donovan, you know, as good as he's been, he's making hard shots, really hard shots, deep shots. Well, I, I'm thinking of that Jordan Clarkson three that he hit in the first quarter when it was really spiraling out of control quickly. And the Jazz, I believe, at that point were 0 for 5 from 3. That was one of the most difficult uh, uh, three-pointers we've seen all year, coming off a screen, off balance, almost a little contact. I mean, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is even when it was, good, it was, you know, went in, it was super difficult, like you were saying. And they are not the types of threes that we've seen, right? They're more bounce off the bounce threes as opposed to uh, drive it, kick it, drive it, kick it, shot. And that's, you know, a ton of credit. The, the, the Clippers have stifled ball movement for the Jazz, and that's a huge key. Yeah, it, it has been. Well, I mean, you look at the threes tonight. Joe Ingles was, had a nice night, 5 of 7. Donovan Mitchell, 6 of 15. Uh, even, uh, you know, Clarkson, 2 of 8 isn't terrific, but uh, they, they were okay from three tonight. In fact, we can call this uh, your three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. But 17 of 42 is, is not bad. Joe Ingles hit some threes where it looked like in the second half if there was going to be a chance – uh, Joe uh, made a couple that uh, that gave him hope, but just not enough. And I'm telling you, man, I, it's I've been in situations where you're down deep like that at halftime, and it takes some character to come out and fight. You know, um, it, it, I, I really do credit the Jazz with at least kind of finding some positives in the second half and things you can build on. That's really the nature of a series. Um, you know, I don't know that they ever fully believe they'd come back and win the game. I'm sure they, you know, they they fought like they were trying to do that. But the reality of it is they found a few things in the second half that worked well, that, that worked better. And, um, you know, it, it now it, you put all that stuff away and you talk about game five on Wednesday night here. All right, let's get uh, back to L.A. Let's now hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Q. So uh, the TNT cameras caught you early telling – uh, the players that they were in their own heads on offense and everything would be okay if you could just string together some stops defensively. What did you feel like was kind of the main issue on that end of the court, uh, especially early on? I, I think really one of the, the first couple of possessions, we actually had 
some good defensive possessions, but we gave up second chance points. We gave up, you know, a couple offensive rebounds, which I think are deflating. And then, you know, a lot of times when you're struggling on offense, I've, I've said this, you know, for our team, if we can get stops, it, you know, allows us to find some rhythm in transition. Um, you know, but we, we were playing hard. We, we were, we were competing. We just, we, we weren't playing, um, say we weren't playing smart and that we, we weren't connected. And, you know, I th that, that showed with, you know, with the 13 point first quarter that, um, we were trying to attack, but, you know, we, we weren't attacking as much. Um, we weren't putting ourselves in situations where, you know, we could have success. And I, I think, you know, again, the, the defense can, can cover up for that to an extent um, and allow you to, you know, to, to sputter a little bit offensively. But, you know, in this case, we were, we were giving up baskets too. And, and suddenly, you know, you've, got a big deficit you know I, I i like the fact that we continue to compete you know i i think there's you know obviously you know you, you don't want to take a loss like this but you know there's game five and to the extent that you know we have to take some things that that we did do well as the game progressed and and try to replicate them um and then look at things like, you know, giving a team 38 free throws, um, you know, and the discipline that we have in that situation and making sure we're getting back and, and not giving up offensive rebounds because it's hard to overcome those things. You know, you almost have to be perfect on the other end, and we, we weren't that either. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Glenn, you're mentioning the offensive rebounds. What do you think was the biggest breakdown and the reason that the Clippers were able to kind of get their hands on those? Well, you know, offensive rebounding is, you know, or I should say defensive rebounding is, is usually a collective, collective effort, um, you know, a combination of just, you know, an initial awareness and urgency. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think we were as locked in on that. And then, you know, there's different types of rebounds and particularly a lot of them, they were, they were chasing down or, or going to the boards instead of going back to a body and, and, you know, essentially trying to make sure that they don't get it as opposed to, you know, any one of us getting the ball. So I have to look at, you know, look at the possessions. I'm sure there's, you know, there's a bunch of different things that, that happened, um, whether we got caught in a rotation or, or something along those lines, but, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is I think those those plays are really deflating. Um, you know, when you basically have gotten a stop and the team misses, then you, know, you allow them to get another shot. And usually those second shots are, you know, either around the rim um, or they end up being, you know, clean looks and usually from three. And that, and that, that's what happened. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, Rudy only got to 32 minutes tonight, and you know some of that was definitely due to foul trouble. And I'm I'm just kind of curious. He he's played generally fewer minutes than other stars have, uh, maybe on other teams in in this year's playoffs. Do you feel like there's a minute target you're trying to get to with Rudy, or how are you approaching his minutes in in, in these playoffs? Well, you know Rudy's, you know Rudy can be dominant when he's out there. He's you know he fouled out of one game this year. It happened to be in the playoffs. Um, 
you know, he's in foul trouble tonight. Uh, in, in a couple of the games where we've pulled people out, um, you know, he hasn't got, you know, minutes at the back end of a game. So I, I, there, no one has to kind of persuade me to play Rudy. Um, you know, we know how good he is and, and how much we need him. So, um, as I said, you know, the, the foul trouble is something that, you know, hurts us to not have him out there. And, you know, we, 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 we'd like to extend him and we do, and we'll continue to, and, you know, that's, you know, every game's got a little different flow to it, but, you know, obviously Rudy's someone that, you know, that, that we need on the floor. Okay. That's all the time we have. Thank you, coach. There you go. That's uh, Coach Quinn Snyder. Coach Lacombe, what do you think about what Coach Snyder had to say? Well, he he uh, alluded to offensive rebounds. You know, I thought that was one thing we didn't talk about, but uh, Clippers really hurt the Jazz. They, it started early, you know, in the first quarter. Uh, I, I know of two plays where a ball bounced, a couple Jazz guys standing around looking at it, and the Clippers keep it alive. In both situations, they hit a three. And like he said, that's demoralizing. That's That's frustrating. Um, has not been a huge issue for the Jazz, only spotty at times. Uh, I think that that's something that they can they can clean up. Uh, again, the key word to that is just physical. Just be physical, go hit guys, and, and end a possession with a rebound. All right, uh, postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more. At markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight in LA to the Clippers, 118 to 104. We'll get you more post game sound and continue to break it down coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz lose tonight, 118 to 104 to the Clippers in LA. Their best of seven playoff series now tied up at two games apiece. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Um, uh, why not? Let's do the master of the glass, Tim, because uh, this is actually interesting uh, from a kind of a negative standpoint. But uh, jazz fans, Safe Flight Autoglass proud to announce they'll be donating $4,800 to the United Way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors the tools for childhood education, youth, social and emotional health, and family financial stability. This year's master of the glass uh, is Rudy Gobert, who just secured 960 rebounds throughout the regular season. And uh, tonight he tied for the master of the glass with Royce O'Neal. They both had eight rebounds apiece. The Jazz had 39 total rebounds. They were out-rebounded 44 to uh, 39. Uh, the Clippers had 10 offensive rebounds. Yeah, and I look at these, you know, these stats, and, and the plus-minus kind of jumps off the page at me. And it's because of watching the game. But uh, Derek Favors kind of got uh, pushed around tonight. You know, when he's in the game, the Clippers really attack the rim, and you can kind of see that Rudy was a minus one in his 32 minutes, and Faves played um, 15 minutes and was a minus 14. I think that's something to keep an eye on because that uh, the minute Rudy steps off the floor, man, it's it, the attack of the rim begins. And, uh, you know, we saw Kawhi with an awesome dunk tonight, ferocious dunk. 
Um, but that that's not totally on faves. That's you know, obviously you talked about Royce, but that's a that's that's definitely something when you talk about those big guys and their you know the fact that they got a job to do in there. And right now, um, you know, like Rudy's even being held down a little bit for what we've seen most of the year. I I think they've the Clippers have found a scheme way to kind of take Rudy out of the game plan. And in the second half, I thought Rudy did a a much better job of really trying to force the issue. It felt like Rudy was much more aggressive and much more active in the second half. I'm thinking offensively and, uh, and tried to find a way to have an impact on the game, but it's, it's not coming in the ways that we've seen it all year long. No. And that's, that's the beauty of their scheme. Um, I think that, you know, Rudy's always struggled when he's had to guard a shooter or a guy that can pick and pop. The Clippers are not even ball screen really, and once At in a all, while with yeah. Zubats a few times, but for the most part, it's space. You know, get Rudy occupied and attack, and it's working. It's working and very, very well. Well, you think about it. I mean, you you find a way to minimize the impact of of one of the other team's stars, and that's going to be an issue, particularly if it's a team with three all stars and another one of the three all stars is injured. That's going to be put a lot of pressure on the remaining all-star, Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, the, the way the first two games went, the Jazz, you know, we pointed out a few times that the Clippers were 24th in the league defensively against the ball screen. And if you're talking about the, the ball handler itself, uh, they were, they're 30th out of 30 teams. So great, great job by them to, um, you know, to get out of pick and roll and, uh, and, and just kind of focus on isolation. And it doesn't feel like uh, the Jazz are getting much at all on pick and roll. Rudy got one uh, where it worked uh, really well and he got a dunk. But it just, uh, you know, if it's Donovan running it, they're just running two guys at him and ignoring the the screener, basically. And others, it's they're switching and it just isn't having any sort of effect. And so when we talk about missing Mike Conley, you know, that ball comes out and is turned and you got Mike Conley now playing on attack on the opposite wing with an advantage every time. You know, that's really, that would be really hard for the Clippers to contain. But right now, it's just that's the piece that the Jazz are missing is that second attack. would make a, a world of difference. And, it you know, it's the reason you got Mike Conley instead of Ricky Rubio. It's <laughs> exactly for a playoff series like this because they could really use him the way that the Clippers are, are playing. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody in town should be uh, whatever you do for goodwill, you know, good karma. Um, do something nice with Mike's hamstring in mind because <laughs> I think that that really is going to be a huge impact on, you know, if if he can get back. Um, and and I'm not saying they can't do it without him, but, man, that sure help. All right, let's get back to Los Angeles. Let's hear from uh, the man himself. Here's Donovan Mitchell. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, Donovan, did, did you, you know, given your struggles um, in the first half, offensively, especially in the first quarter, did you guys find anything uh, in that second half offensively? And is that something that you can carry over to, to, to game five? And how much, if the answer is yes, how much was that you guys and how much was that, um, how much was that uh, the, the Clippers? Um, I think we did find something. I think we, we found a few things. We started to introduce a few things, so we we're kind of getting used to it. And they just were at a different level, you know, and couldn't buy a bucket, you know, and sometimes that's the, that's the case, but we got to continue to guard, I think, throughout. Uh, so for us, just coming in the second half and just understanding what we got to do and how we did it. And I think we found a few things that will that'll, that'll give us an advantage and, and get us to where we go. And we started being aggressive and started shooting as a whole. And 
you know, that's why we cut it to, I think, 10 or 12 or whatever. So if we can just continue that, this way we played in the second half and the first, you know, and come out in game five and be ready, um, I think we'll be in good shape. But we also got a guard, too. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, along those lines, you said after game three, you know, they threw something different at you, and that was the difficulty to start the game. You had difficulties again to start this game. Did they throw anything different, or was it the same thing, and you just couldn't no, solve it? It was, it was the same thing. We just, I think we just, we, we panicked. I wouldn't say panicked. We, we kind of got into the lane, and, you know, those turnovers I had won, the careless ones, you know, where we're not thinking, because we've been thinking, you know, and doing our thing. We knew it was coming. We knew how they were going to do it, but uh, I think we, we shot ourselves in the foot a few times with the turnovers, and that's what really kind of played into there. But now they're playing the transition as opposed to playing in half court and guys getting the rhythm. So for us, I think, you know, we saw the same thing we saw game three. We understood it. We got the spacing right and we got everything right in the second half. Um, but now we've got to go out there and defend. And when you allow a team to kind of get out in transition, get going early, you know, it's tough to come back from that. But we fought and competed. And we'll look at the film and get ready for game five. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, the Clippers uh, have 18 to 1 advantage in second chance points, 12 to 0 in fast break points. What can you guys do to kind of generate some some easier buckets at this point and, and to keep them off the glass? Because it seems like those have kind of been consistent themes throughout the series. Um, well, we got to get, you know, it's tough and they're getting long rebounds and, you know, start the game. Kawhi started off with a second chance point three. You know, and then he sees the ball go in and he's an elite scorer. So, like, you know, I mean, stuff like that gets guys going, gets guys on their team going. And, you know, all the way down to Zubach at the end getting the tip out. You know, we just got to go out there and just execute in that in that sense. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for us. And we haven't done that yet. Um, we've gotten two wins. We, you know, we haven't necessarily done it, but we can we can be better at it. And we know that. And we got to make that a point of emphasis, you know. And then also our turnovers lead to their transition points. And when you see the ball go in and transition, you know, it's easy to kind of get going. You know, they had three guys and. 20 points or more, I believe. Yeah, like they, they got going, you know, and you can't let a team like that get going in that sense because, you know, they're, they're lethal. And um, we just got to do a better job. Chris Osalto, Sport DNA out of Greece. Hey, Donovan. I would like to ask you, what are the takeaways for your team of those two games in Los Angeles? And what do you need to do in game five to be the aggressors? Um. I think you said it. We have to be the aggressors. I think we have to come out. They've come out and hit first both times at home. And at the end of the day, they did what they were supposed to do. They, they won two games on their home floor. They took care of home court. So did we. You know, it may not feel or look like, you know, it was, it was like, look like, may, sorry, it may not look or feel that way, but that's what they were, that's what they were supposed to do. And we did the same thing. So now it's on us to go out there and be the aggressors, take, be the aggressor, take care of home court and, and go from there. You know, and I think we, we were up 2-0. We felt like we could have got one. We didn't, you know, and we got to understand that it's just, it's 2-2, two, two, uh, and we got to go out there and the best out of three at this point. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Donovan. Um, what's it been like carrying this workload without Mike in the lineup, and how have you been holding up overall physically? Um, it's been it's been different. Um, it's tough, you know. Um, it's tough, you know, but, you know, it's the, that's, the, that's the job at hand. And, you know, we've done a great job as a group. We've, we've tried to, you know, throw different looks and do different things. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but it is what it is. Rebecca Harlow, TNT. Donovan, there were times tonight where we heard Quinn Snyder saying that he felt like you guys were in your heads. You know, is that a fair assessment? And... If that's the case for you, how do you get your guys 
going back to that place where you're just playing instinctually and, and, and trusting what you guys have been doing all year long? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is the way we played in the second half, you know, looking at that part of the film and understanding that that's who we are, that's what we do. And even mm-hmm. still, we didn't play a perfect half. So for us, I think being able to uh, take that half, look at it and go back home with that same energy, I think it's huge. And if we can go out there and do that, you know, it's a tale of two halves the past two games for us. Um, we have to understand we got to put it together completely. We got to take care of home court. They came out and punched us in the face twice. And we got to be ready for it. All right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell uh, right there. And, and Donovan tonight, again, his sixth consecutive playoff game with uh, more than 30 points. He had 37 points, 9 of 26 shooting, 6 of 15 from 3, 13 of 15 from the line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and did have a steal. Uh, he he focused a lot on the second half and what went right. Uh, kind of, you know, you wonder after a game like this which way players are going to go with kind of their mentality. And it seemed like Donovan was a little bit of the optimist in that they figured some things out in the second half. I, t- I think they totally did. Um, you know, it's those things will be important. Uh, but he also said one of the most important things he said there is we got to we got to guard, we got to get stops, and uh, that's that's probably the most concerning thing in the two games in L.A. It did not feel um, it, it felt similar to that first Memphis game, right? That yeah, Clippers got everything they wanted tonight, and so the Jazz are going to have to to figure out a way to get them stopped. Yeah, they did. Uh, seem to get whatever they wanted. I, I find that uh, where they're getting Kawhi Leonard the ball and something you hit on a little earlier in the show, pretty uh, pretty fascinating, you know, comparing him to Dirk Nowitzki. And the more I kind of process that comment, you're, you're right on the money. You can picture where they get him the ball, and a lot of times he's got his back to the basket, and if he squares up, you know, he can beat whomever off the dribble like we saw him beat Royce in the, uh, on the dunk, or else he's – uh, passed really well out of there. If the Jazz try to be more aggressive in combating it, it's been you know what a what a key situation for the Clippers. It's it's the uh, the objective of the game. You know I talk about it a lot from the Jazz point of view, but for the Clippers it it, it holds true as well. What well, um, you know you want to get into a rhythm offensively where no matter what the defense does, they're wrong. Um, credit again, Ty Ty Lue putting the Clippers in this spot, um, kind of changing the series with physicality and a little bit of scheme change. Um, and yeah, it's two, two now. So, you know, best of three, the jazz have fought like crazy to get two of those games at home. And, uh, you know, you've just got to, to hope that they can get home and get their minds right and get a, you know, a a really good game plan against a team that's, you know, in my mind, their Clippers are playing about as good as they played all year. What about the fouls tonight, uh, Coach? The Jazz uh, committed 32 total fouls. Rudy had uh, finished the game with five. Uh, as did Donovan Mitchell. Um, oh, wow. As did uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. He had five. George Niang had four fouls in 13 minutes. But uh, 32 total fouls. They sent uh, the Clippers to the line 38 times. In fact, Kawhi and Paul George combined for 19 of 23 from the line tonight. 10 of 23 for uh, Kawhi. 9 of 10 for Paul George. Not quite the what – did, what did Jaw have in that one game from the that's line? That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, not, not quite oh, the solo effort Jaw had, but that's that's pretty – they're going to the line all night. Yeah, a, a very similar uh, comparison to that that first uh, couple games. You know, they, they really had to focus on guarding well against Jaw without fouling. And, you know, they're right back in that spot. So – been there once before, figured it out. Uh, this one's a little more difficult because you got two guys, you know, that are capable of really kind of stinging you. So uh, guarding without fouling is a really important piece because this team, 
Uh, they execute, and if you foul them, they're going to make the free throws. You know, on the light side, everybody was, uh, you know, so uh, up in arms about Nick Batum and Reggie Jackson playing so well and beating the Jazz. Well, uh, they had a, a total of 11 points between them tonight. Nick Batum with seven and Reggie Jackson with uh, with four. So Yeah, and, and Morris kind of picked up the he slack. He was the one. He was know, the one tonight. Yeah. And he had not played well so far this series. Yep. So, you know, they just need a little help uh, from the, the supporting cast. And, and when I say a little, that's what I mean. They just need another guy to help a little bit and those two stars to take them home. One of the hardest things here is, you know, you've been now through some success and failure in the series. Um, you got to put it all behind you. You got to bring the lessons with you. But in terms of the emotion, you got to let it go. And understand that uh, you know you you're in a position still to be able to win the series, and it's just going to take a, a great effort you know for the remainder of the week. Yeah, there's no doubt. We're still uh, waiting there, Alex. Or are we close? Okay, so we're close. We're going to get to uh, Boyan Bogdanovich coming up here uh, momentarily as the Jazz lose tonight to the Clippers, one eighteen to 104 Jake Scott Tim Lacombe with you it's uh, your Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network Bogdanovich really did not play very well uh in game number 3 coach he was he was better tonight um I don't know if he was better defensively but he was better offensively tonight 6 of 12 2 of 5 from 3 4 of 5 from the line he had five assists which is certainly a great number for him three rebounds as well Yeah I thought Boyan played good and he answered the bell after a tough game in game three, um, you know, looked way more uh, together. You know, the uh, the comment about defense, I don't know that anybody could feel great about the way they guarded tonight. I think that that's got to be the biggest probably point of emphasis. There's obviously a lot of things they've got to fix on both sides of the ball. But the defensive effort, you know, I, I know Quinn can't look at that and say this is jazz basketball because just the hallmark of this team has been a staple of, of defense and rebounding. And um, tonight, you know, there there was a departure from that. But they didn't focus on the glass very well, and they didn't keep people in front of them. I just don't know. Well, we'll get to this coming up. Let's let's get back to Los Angeles. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is addressing the media. Boyan, obviously you guys got off to a rough start tonight. Can you kind of break down what were some of the biggest issues behind that? I think that we didn't didn't get out with a – sense of urgency that we had the first first two games. They hit a lot of a lot of lot of shots and, and we, we kinda we didn't distribute the ball in the first first quarter like we we supposed to they had a lot of a lot of easy easy transition transition points of our, our turnovers or, or bad shots and then then on third quarter when we were down twenty or almost thirty we start to we start to play with that sense of urgency that we we supposed to start in the first first quarter. David James, KTV. Well, Jan, how much has all of this shaken the uh, team's confidence? I mean, not at all. We gotta we gotta stay stay connected, stay together. They did what they supposed to supposed to do. They want. Two games at home. Now it's now it's our turn to protect our home court. Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. Boyan, as this series wears on, how much are you guys missing Mike right now? Just as a steadying presence. I mean, a lot of people don't even understand what what he means for for our team, and it's we are missing him big time. But we show we show first two games that we 
we can play against them and we can we can beat them. So, like I said, we are playing we are playing 82, 82 games for a, for a reason. So we got a home court advantage and, and we got to take advantage of that. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Boyan, when you when you guys started to like you said play with a little bit more urgency late in the game and things started to kind of like, did you see anything happening that you could take into the next game? I mean, of of course, we gotta we gotta watch the film, see see what we did wrong in a, in, a, in the first quarter, why they why they get that that big lead, and then uh, we gotta also see the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, the way we played and and we moved the ball, and and, and also also we were way better getting back on, on transition defense. So <clears throat> so even they had like ten or fifteen free throws more, so they showed that showed that they they were. They were more aggressive team on the floor. Maxime Lagorges, the free agent. How do you explain your difficulties with with uh, the shooting in the first half compared with the second? I mean, we were we couldn't we couldn't get a we couldn't get a stop, so we we, we needed to play against their half court defense. They were trying to double Donovan. They throw a lot of lot of different defenses at, at him, so. It's our it's our turn to to step up and, and and play a little bit a little bit more aggressive as well. Follow up from Eric Walden. Well, on speaking of that inability to get a stop early, just given you know how good a defensive team you guys have been all year, and then it seems like there have been you know several times early in these playoffs where you guys have struggled on that end. What do you attribute that to? What what needs to improve on the defensive end going forward? I think that we got a our transition defense got to got to be better because we are cross matched offensively by them and then we are when we are coming back to the defense we are also cross matched so we got to find our guy or, or or talk more defensively but like I said I think that the first first quarter we didn't play well offensively and like I said we had a couple of turnovers and, and bad shots and then we allowed them to 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 run to run behind our, our backs and, and have a have a easy easy buckets or easy shots. That's it. Thank you, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich right there. And Boyan talking a lot about defensive intensity. They weren't getting stops. Yeah, and that's the you know not the easy baskets were the Clippers tonight, not the Jazz. Whether it be transition steals, uh putbacks, you know, transition is a big thing for this jazz team. And in order to get out in transition, you got to get stops and we said it. They've only got out there 9% of the time, which is way, way down from, from regular season. So Boyan's on to, to important things right there. It's just got to be a group effort to get uh, the Clippers slowed down. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz fall tonight to the Clips, 118 to 104. We'll get more post-game sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 118 to 104. Is your final? The Jazz fall in L.A. to the Clippers. Best of seven playoff series all tied up. At two games apiece. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. 
The Sun is Rising on Adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim, uh, this is uh, this is a tough one. We talked about this uh, before the or in the pregame why this game was such an important game because it's a big difference coming back to this building for game number five, being up 3-1 as opposed to tied at two games apiece. And now, frankly, you know, there's there's all the cliches about holding serve and a series isn't really a series until the road win- team wins and all this stuff. But the truth is the Jazz are going to have to uh, stop the Clippers' momentum, figure some things out, and turn it around if they want to continue to have, uh, you know, a leg up in this series. And and the crazy thing, the way this this is condensed, so the Jazz were up 2-0 as of Thursday. <laughs> it's only, uh, you know, we're here on a, on a Tuesday now. Um uh, or excuse me, Monday, you know, on still a Monday, Monday for another hour on a, for nine minutes. No. Yeah. Nine minutes, nine minutes. Ah, sorry. I I'm jumped tired. the gun. Uh, no, but you know, that, that turned really fast and it can turn fast again. You know, the jazz just need to now come home and, and take care of business, but I'm with you. I'm not a cliche guy. I like to see, you know, I like to see, um, but, but, but I also believe this was never going to be a series that the jazz run away with, no. particularly without Mike. I mean, uh, I really do believe the first two games, the Jazz, you know, it was really, I don't want to use the word fortunate, but a couple of those games were in the balance, and the Jazz just went and, and kind of wrestled them away, and now we see how important that really was. It, extremely important. And so, you know, it's they, they'll get a boost from the home fans. I would expect game five to go differently, not necessarily saying the Jazz are going to win because the Clippers are really good, but I expect it to go differently and them to respond They've responded at home very, very well all year long, and uh, they certainly played well at home in games one and two. But it's a little bit different. I think the Clippers have figured some stuff out. Like we talked about in the pregame, it's the Jazz turn to figure some things out. Now, is it like Donovan was talking about in his postgame comments where he was feeling a little encouraged by what they figured out in the second half, or was that the Clippers resting on a 20-point lead all game? You know, That's going to be important for game five because they can't get buried in the first quarter again. No, it, it's so hard to play from behind. Um, you know, you look at the fouls, and that's a huge part of why the, you know, the Jazz are now trying to, you know, gamble and keep things in front of them. And there's a lot of Euro fouls, and so uh, yeah, they got behind the eight ball quickly, and that that's not a great place to be in the playoffs on the road. No, I would I would guess that that's exactly that's a bad bad place to be <laughs> where you where you don't want to be. One one thing that I found interesting from all the comments we heard. Uh, thus far, I do believe that, you know, as, as good as Donovan's been, as good as Clarkson's been, you know, them coming out early and kind of uh, dribbling into shots, you know, Boyan mentioned it, you know, Donovan mentioned it a couple times, but, you know, a tough shot really plays into the Clippers' hands too. And so really focus on ball movement and finding ways to actually be able to move the ball. And I think a lot of that is you got to move the defense around. Um, you've got to drive it. You've got to be relentless at getting into the paint and causing issues. And that's where, you know, I think that's where we might see the biggest adjustment. Yeah, I mean, that that's what Coach Snyder wanted to see in this game, and we just didn't see it particularly at the beginning. I mean, it was a bunch of no-pass and one-pass possessions. That's something, you know, watching all these games with you, uh, night in and night out, Coach, you have me keeping an eye on because it truly is a – a bit of a barometer for where this jazz team is at is when those the ball is moving, it makes a huge difference. And again, uh, and not to 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 keep coming back to this because you know Mike Conley out has been a big uh, topic of conversation, but it's, it's just another way 
in which uh, the Jazz are affected, uh, missing him because of the offense just runs so much better and the ball moves so much better just because of who he is and how good he is as a player. Yeah, it's um, you know, it, it's a hard, it, it's hard because right now, Donovan's in such a great rhythm. Uh, but you look at his line, nine for twenty-five, nine for twenty-six. Can could there be five or six shots he carves out of that? You know, again, you go back to that and say, you know, where can we find ways to get um, Boyan and Joe uh, and Jordan kind of some sh- some catch and shoot things? I know that's exactly what the Clippers are trying to take away, but you can force it. You know, you can you can force it, and I think that that's got to be kind of the avenue offensively the Jazz start to kind of explore. By the way, we have uh, Sports Center uh, up in the background here, just on mute, and they're going through their top ten. The Kawhi dunk was number two, and a soccer play was number uh, one. Soccer play was number one. How so about DJ that? will be happy. And DJ will be uh, will be pleased. But that Kawhi Leonard dunk was uh, was really something. Kawhi Leonard is just a, he's just an incredible basketball player. He's got the he's got the size. He's got the skills. He's got the athleticism. Um, you know, I, I believe he's a top two or three player in the NBA. Um, you know, I know people, uh, you know, argue on those points, but I mean, I think nights like tonight are proves exactly why. I mean, it seems like he and Paul George too. I don't mean to, to sell Paul short, but it seemed like he dominated all facets of the game tonight. Kawhi just looked like a totally different guy in these two games as opposed to the first two. He, he looked way more engaged, um, way more focused and, and certainly got the job done. Yeah, I'd say he and Paul George uh, both with uh, with 31 points tonight. Kawhi did it on 19 shots, 9 of 19. Paul George was 9 of 20. We mentioned Marcus Morris, who had 24. He was 6 of 11, so it doesn't get much more efficient than that, 5 of 6 from 3. And the Jazz, uh, you know, just didn't get a ton from their surrounding cast and particularly didn't get anything off the bench tonight, uh, including Jordan Clarkson, who didn't play well, 3 of 12, 8 points. But... Uh, what's going on with the bench, Coach? Because George Niang in 13 minutes was, I mean, he might as well not have been out there. I mean, he's just, he has yet to really get it going in this series. Well, I think that's part of, um, you know, the Clippers are doing a nice job at understanding when George comes into the game. Uh, and like I said in the pregame about Batum, Batum should never get a catch and shoot three. Uh, that's easier said than done when Rudy's guarding him because Rudy's trying to put out a bunch of fires. But they're treating George that way. You know, they're making George bounce it. They're making, uh, you know, pressuring him into tough turnovers. Um, you know, he's made some some okay plays here and there, but they they need to find somebody off that bench that's going to give him a lift, you know, uh, and, and just knock down open shots and make easy plays. Well, another place that hurts not having Mike Conley. No, that, that's that, exactly it. Yeah, shortens the roster. You look at the three guys who came off the bench uh, tonight in George Neen, Derek Favors, and Jordan Clarkson, and, you know, it's always plus minus doesn't tell the whole story. But George Niang minus 13, Derek Favors minus 14, and Jordan Clarkson minus 16. And I wonder, too, mentally if there's some sort of, you know, they start a game um, and they know they don't have Mike. And they've already kind of started in a hole. You know, that's kind of the way these two games have started is they're almost looking for reinforcement, and it's not there. Um, so the bottom line is whether Mike comes back or not, I think everybody's just got to look at themselves and say how can we get some, you know, some easier baskets how can we make a play for somebody else and how we can get this thing going? Back to L.A. we go to hear from Rudy Gobert. With the, the main defensive problems, in that, especially that first quarter, that first half. Um, what am I looking at? Right here. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, you can. Um, I mean, I think it starts with our offense. You know, we uh, 
same in game three. You know, we when we turn it over or we take tough shots, you know, it's 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 hard for us to be able to to run back and set our defense and they take advantage of that. And you know, and uh, we foul, we get in the bonus. I mean, they get in the bonus. We we don't communicate enough, so they, they we give up wide open threes or give up layups or dunks, you know, and uh, and then they get going. And then when when it's half court, we do we do a good job guarding them, but they this you know we get stops or they they make some tough shots because they had they got that confidence and they're feeling good. So it's uh I think it's kind of a, a cycle, you know, that we when we when we play the right way offensively, we we kind of break that cycle, and it's harder for them to to score on us, and we 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 set our defense. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy uh, Quinn was caught on camera saying to you guys early in the first half that you guys were in your own heads. Do you agree with that? And if so, how do you kind of break that and, and get back to playing? You know, like you guys did in the second half consistently. I mean, they, they they came out really aggressive, and uh, you know we uh, they kind of try to force our guys to, to make to, to play one on one and make tough plays uh, in the first quarter, and you know, and they they did a great job forcing us into tough shots or turnovers. And when we started to settle down a little bit, move the ball uh, from side to side, uh, use our bigs, like you know, it was a different game and. You know, all of a sudden they they they, they were fouling. We we're getting to the line. Uh, you know, we get threes, dunks, and you know it's uh it's the way we we play, the way we've played uh, game one and game two, and uh, you know that that's jazz basketball. That's the way we want to play. So it's you know we gotta give them credit, but at the same time it's on us to to be tougher mentally and then to still execute and and get where we want to get. You know and. What we want to get should be is the rim first, and and then it opens up everything for everybody else. The threes and the, the either the big or the you know drawing fouls, and we've done that pretty well. You know we've done that well in the second half. Okay, we have time for one more. David James, KTV. Rudy Quinn talked about uh, the problems with second chance points. And uh, that goes to rebounding, kind of the strength of your game. What can be done so you guys really control the backboards in Game Five? I mean, it's it's the same thing, you know. When when they get an advantage and we we get cross match and you know and we kind of scrambling, and, you know, they're able to get a, a good shot and and the miss usually is the same for the rebound. We, we scrambling on the rebound and you know it, it takes a team effort to really uh, you know stay, you know. Keep playing, uh, not stop, not ball watch. And it starts with me, and it starts with everybody else. You know, we we got to make sure that we, you know, we find somebody uh, box out, and, and then you know they might get a few long ones. But if we're able to do that, you know, we're gonna get most of the rebounds, and especially the 50-50 balls. You know, we we know how important they are, and I think they got they got most of them tonight. All right, thank you, Rudy.
There's Rudy Gobert as the Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Clippers, 118-104. to uh, Rudy talking right there, uh, saying some things that Booner was saying when we were talking to him on Crosstalk, that they need to get to the rim and get into the paint, and uh, everything else kind of is predicated upon that. Well, it's, it's the premise, and we've talked about it on the show a ton. But, it, you know, if you, if you liken it to football, it's the run to set up the pass. Uh, the Jazz are coming out. You know, they're getting their threes up. Uh, but I just don't know that they're the threes that they they typically take and make, you know, from what we've seen this year. Uh, I do believe the paint is an important part, um, and them playing downhill is an important part of their success. Um, taking good shots, taking care of the basketball, and, and, you know, all that stuff on the offensive end, and then just getting stops to be able to get out and get some easy baskets. And, you know, kind of sounding like a broken record, but it just puts so much pressure on Donovan Mitchell because he's the one who can break the paint, so to speak, and with no Mike Conley, you know, the Jordan Clarkson plays a little bit differently, so it's it doesn't have necessarily a similar effect. I'm trying to remember exactly how Booner put it, but, but it, he illustrated it so well. It's more a, a straight game as opposed to, I think that's how he put yeah, it. Yeah, straight line. Straight, straight line type game as opposed to uh, the way Donovan Mitchell does it. So just puts a lot of pressure on him because in order to get into the paint and to get to the rim, there aren't, a, you know, a laundry list of players that can do that on this team. Well, especially with Donovan, too, where most of the time he's catching it in the half court, there's two guys there. Yep. So in order to get to the paint for the, you know, he's got to be able to split a double or beat a double. Um, so you're asking him to do a whole lot. All right, uh, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz fall to the Clippers, 118-104. to 104. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts, and then we'll turn things over to Jazz Playoff Overtime. Coming up straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Isolation, Kawhi at the top, driving. Oh, my gosh! Oh, my goodness gracious! Kawhi Leonard just rose up with a right hand, went just to just with Derek Favors and packed it! Joe Ingles answers with a three the other way that counts a point more, but will never be remembered. Oh, my gosh, what did we just see? There's your play of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz Game Night post-game show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine, learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Clippers beat the Jazz tonight, 118-104. to 104. And, uh, Coach, uh, like I mentioned before, we have ESPN up in the background here, and they just uh, a few minutes ago showed that Kawhi Leonard dunk from, uh, I think they showed it 20 times in a row from about uh, eight different angles, and it was pretty impressive from every single one. I, I concur. I think that's the, the play of the game. I, I I don't think anything else got me quite out of the seat like that one. That was pretty impressive. Now, if you see the pictures out there online, Donovan Mitchell is making a pretty hilarious face in the background. Uh, if you get the picture, it's it's his his mouth is uh, open, like kind of a gape, a gape, essentially in admiration. Because how could you not? I mean that that was uh, that was some play by Kawhi Leonard, and it actually really sums up the game quite well in one play because. Uh, Kawhi just went right past Royce O'Neal. And if, if you can't stop Kawhi from doing that, it's going to be a long series. Yeah, he's, you know, it, there was 
very little resistance, and unfortunately, Faves was on the receiving end. Uh, really, all he could do is jump, and he did, couldn't jump high enough. And good for him for trying. Oh, for way. sure. I, I, yeah. You know what? Those bigs that aren't worried about ended up on posters and will will go challenge it to do their job. You got to have got to have respect for it. It was not Faves' fault that that play happened. No, no, he was again just trying to help. Yep. All right, uh, if you're just joining us, just a little review, and then we'll get Coach Lacoma's final thoughts, uh, just some stats for you. Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz tonight, 37 points, five boards, five assists. Donovan, 9 of 26, 6 of 15 from 3, 13 of 15 at the line. Joe Ingles tonight, 19 points in 27 minutes. Real quick, are you surprised Joe didn't play a few more minutes, uh, particularly since he was uh, somewhat effective out there? Yeah, um, not sure the reasoning. Um, seemed like, uh, what, Donovan played 40? minutes uh yeah mm-hmm. so donovan played a few more minutes tonight um yeah i i think every you know right now the rotation is what it is they're trying to figure out how to keep everything afloat but um man getting number 10 back would would certainly bump some things down and help a ton bogdanovich had 18 tonight um rudy gobert with 11 8 and one block shot Jazz only had 11 total points coming off the bench. Eight of those came from Jordan Clarkson, two from Derek Favors, one from Jarrell Brandley in the one minute that he played. But second game in a row, the Jazz have basically gotten nothing off the bench. And, that, and that's a huge issue. The, the bench has been a very, very big strength uh, for this team this year. And different guys on different nights have really stepped up to help. And uh, so I think that that's the, you know, the aim now at getting home and you've got uh, three games here coming up in six days, I think that the the most important thing this team can do is figure out how do we get you know everybody kind of firing again, feeling good again, and and contributing. All right, coach, hit us with some final thoughts before we close the book on this one. Well, I don't think it's any mystery. I think that the Clippers have really kind of taken um, a little bit of control of this series. You know, they they play great and. Uh, I mean, they did hold serve. They they did win on their home floor, and it is what they're supposed to do. Um, but the Jazz have you know, they got some things they got to deal with. Um, you know, defensively they've got to figure out a little better a way to keep guys in front of them in isolation. Um, you know, not overhelp to give up the easy catch and shoot threes. Offensively, I do believe it stems from ball movement. I'm going to go with what Booner said too. I think this team has really succeeded when they've made a ri- the rim a priority. And I think if you go back and watch these two games, you know, two things stand out. They didn't get out in transition because they couldn't get stops. And they just did not get enough easy baskets, um, you know, and, and that would speak to some of the stuff at the rim. So I think that's a good place to focus. Um, you know, again, uh, the Jazz are going to be stood up. This is a very physical series. But those guys, you know, on the receiving end of, of kickouts and when Donovan's doubled, they have to be willing to be able to drive that ball a second time and get a piece of the paint. Big thanks to Lock and Boone doing fine work, uh, calling the game as usual. Thanks to John Kiefer, our broadcast assistant tonight. Uh, Alex Lundberg, our boy Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, big thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Thank you for the tacos tonight, my good man. They were good. They were good. Uh, you, uh, you've you got some traveling to do before game two, interestingly yeah, enough. Yeah, I'm going to so. run to L.A. for a day. Uh, I'll pass the jazz in the air maybe, and, uh, and then I'll be back with you Wednesday night. Excited to see how this series turns one more time.
Coming up next, Jazz Playoff Overtime. Line up those calls now. Get your complaints out there. 855-340-ZONE. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot taking your calls as long as you need them to be here. Your final from L.A. Jazz fall to the Clippers 118-104. to Best of seven series now all tied up at two games apiece. Game five here in Salt Lake coming your way now tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Uh, Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 7. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.